Hello folks, welcome to the broadcast. John Saxberg here, your host here with Bible Now. I want to talk to you today about miracles of provision. It's part of my series that I'm teaching on, and it's called and it's about the, the, the series is called The Miracles of Prosperity. Prosperity is a miracle, for one. Prosperity is a miracle. It's something from God. It's only something that God can give you. God does not, the devil does not create wealth, he only perverts wealth. Devil, the devil did not create anything wealth, anything, did not create wealth, he did not create money, he did not create the ability to, to go online, he, anything that's created that came through the, God, behind all wisdom and knowledge is God. Behind all, God is behind all wisdom and knowledge. The very, the very knowledge to, to, to create this microphone was created by God. The, the, the design of it in these, this studio board that I have back behind me, that was created by God. God creates all things. The devil doesn't create everything. People think that there's a devil under every bush and it's just, it's, it's pure garbage. Anyway, if you want to open your Bible up with me. You'll open your Bible up to 1 Kings chapter 17. I'm going to go ahead and start with verse 1. I'm going to work my way to four, verse 14. Actually, I'm going to work my way to verse 16. Anyway, let's get going here. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, therefore shall not be due nor reign these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get thee, get thee hence, and turn these eastern eastward turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith means it dried up by the brook the Cherith that is before Jordan and it shall be that thou shalt not thou shalt drink of the brook the shall drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee. It means God's bring. I mean, that's right there. You gotta understand it. Bringing the ravens. The ravens are, are, are a small, a, a bird that, that they'll come and it, it, it's a, back then. Elijah was out in the wilderness. And he was by the brook, and he brought ravens in with food, and they kept feeding Elijah, and he kept dropping food for him. When they when they say bringing the ravens in, that means it's a good thing. When you got you gotta call the ravens in. You have the power to speak your own wealth for once. For one. You have the power to speak your own wealth. You have the power to speak your own poverty. Well, I'm just not going to make it. I don't know what to do. I just give up. I want to give up. Life is not good. Why? Why? Woe is me. I'm going to eat some worms. Some big, long, chewy, slimy worms. I mean seriously, how are you gonna, how do you expect to live? Well, I just don't know how we're gonna make it financially. We just don't have. I don't know where our money is. I don't know where our money is. We don't, we don't have any money. Call it down from heaven. Call the ravens. Call the ravens from heaven. Call it down. Call down your wealth. Call down your prosperity. Call down your pr provision. This is a miracle of provision here. God created a did a total miracle in this. I mean, I mean, in in the ravens, and it and it shall be that thou hast drank from the, of the brook that, that I have commanded, and the ravens to feed thee. One that 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 brook was dried up. It was a dried up riverbed, and God was basically saying, "Look, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna provide you. Go, you go out into the, go out, go out in desert bath." And it says, go out, and it, you, 
And he showed, and that's because Elijah had obedience to God. One, you got to be obedient to God. God doesn't reward disobedience. When you disobey Him and doesn't don't do what He's called you to do, and don't do, and don't come crying to me because God's not meeting your needs when you won't answer the call of ministry. I answered the call of ministry, so He's got to take care of me. Yeah, He has no other choice. It's it's in His Word. People don't understand. People don't read this word. The problem with today's Christianity, they do not believe this word. They, 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 they read it, they like it, they understand it, but they don't believe it. They think of these are just like stories that was created by old prophets. and the, the, This actually took place. These things actually took place. Literally took place. God sent ravens to Elijah the prophet. Actually, Elijah the Tishbite back then. So he went according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and he dwelt by the brook Cherith, that it be, that it be before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. Brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And which is which is meat brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. There was no there was no water. There was this was a dried up brook. This was a dried up creek bed, and God was able to provide water, water, food, and water, bread, and meat, basically. He was able to provide that supernaturally. It didn't come from any other source but from the hand of God. That's where our, our provision comes from. It's not from our checkbook. It's not from anywhere else. It's not from, it's not from our, our job. It's not from how much we make on, a, on our payroll. Or it's in, people focus too much on their payroll. And it's on here on earth. We need to focus what's in our heavenly account. We have treasures in heaven. The Bible says, where a man's heart is, there his treasure shall be. If your heart's in heaven, you have treasures in heaven. There's gold and silver in heaven. And he's waiting to pour it out for you. I mean, that's a miracle of provision. God is, God is a God of provision. He is the God that provideth. Jehovah Jireh, my God, the God, my provider, our Lord, our provider. Jehovah Jireh. El Shaddai. I mean, people think we, people, people think we serve El. I mean, religious people must think we serve El Chipo. That's just that's just their mentality. They think that you give you give. Two cents and God's going to give two cents back. No, you give two cents like the woman with the widow with two mites. She put it on in, in the bucket and he says, This lady's given more than anybody else is given. She's given out of what she didn't have. And God poured out a blessing on her. Jesus poured out a blessing upon her life. That's what he wants to do. I mean, religious people think if you put up two bucks, God's going to give you two bucks back. Oh, that's really going to break poverty. I mean, Seriously. Give what you have. Even if you have change. If you got change, extra change laying around. Give it. Give it away. Even if it's like only about 10 bucks worth of change. Give it. It's seed. Seed is seed. Seed is seed. Give something that you own. Give something that you that you have and you, that you like. And bless somebody else with it. And, and see, what, the, see what, what it does. Amen. You want God to provide for you. You want God to multiply it and bring it in. You've got to give them something. You've got to release something. It doesn't come from... Nothing leaves from heaven unless it leaves the earth. Nothing leaves heaven unless it leaves the earth. That was something that Mike Murdoch taught me years ago. By the way, be praying for him. He had triple bypass surgery. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook, which was dried up. He drank of a dried up brook. 
And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the Lord, word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman in it there to sustain me. Sustain me. Get this. And here's, here's, where, here's another miracle that happened right here. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of that city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering up sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me. Means get me something to eat. I pray thee a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord, and she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not but a cake, but I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a in a barrel, and a little of oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And this is how she was testing to see what and seeing who Elijah really was. And Elijah said to her. Fear not, and go and do as thou hast said. But make me therefore a little cake, and bring it unto me, and there, and and make after make me go there forth and of there thereof a cake first, and bring it to me. But go make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it to me. And after make for thee and for thy son, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel and meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day of the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. I mean, religious people are like, yeah, Elijah robbed a poor woman and her son of the only meal and they starved to death. That's the way they want to think. I mean, religious religion is so is so. It's it's religion and poverty are the devil's twin, are the devil devil Siamese triplet, brother and sister. And she went according to the saying of Elijah, and she ate, and she, and she and he, in her house, did eat many days. Okay, she had a little bit of meal, just for one person. But she ate, she they they ate for many days. You see where the God, she put the seed in the hand of God, and God was able to multiply her seed. Stop throwing your seeds away, for one. Any size seed is good seed. Whether it be a penny or it would be a hundred dollars. Any seed is good seed. Write that in the comments if you if you're watching. Or write that down on your notes. Any seed is good seed. Number two, nothing leaves the earth. No, nothing leaves heaven unless it leaves the earth. Everything has to die for it to multiply. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat for many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which spoke by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the, the, that the son of the woman 
the mistress of the house fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no one, no breath in him, means she had passed away. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O man of God? Art come out into my into me, come unto me, and me calling and me call to my sin to remembrance, and to slay my son. And he said unto her, Give me thy son. He took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he where he the where he abode, and laid him on his own bed. And he cried, and he cried unto the Lord, and said, O God, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times, and cried unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto him his mother. And Elijah said, See thy son liveth. And the woman said, Elijah, now by this I know that thou I am the, the I know that thou art man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. She was he was able to win the woman over and revive her son at the same time, and he just he, he there was a total miracle, two miracles that happened. One was he was a one there was a there was a resurrection miracle that happened. And there was another was a provision a miracle of provision. God does not do anything unless unless you unless you put something lay something down. She was willing to that woman the Zarephath woman was willing to lay down everything she had so that she can her and her son shall eat for one. I'm gonna split that. Don't discontinue that from seven verse seventeen on down. This this discontinue cut that off. Because I don't want to go down the other rabbit trail. I want to stick to the first subject, where verse sixteen, where the barrel mill wasted not, and the northern cruise failed. He, God fulfills His promises. Put that on the prompt. Put that in the comment section, or write that in your notes. God always fulfills His promises. God does not. His, his promises never fail. God never fails. God is a God that He does not fail. He doesn't fail at anything. He doesn't know how to fail. He doesn't know what failure is. He does not know what failure is. That that is that is one thing he is not known for is failure. Failure, sickness, poverty. He doesn't know it. God is a God is an abundant God. I mean, people want to throw a fit about Joel Osteen. And I'm gonna get on the soap soapbox soapbox right now. When I want to talk about it. One he inherited that church from his father. He didn't even want to do it. His mother, God spoke to his mother because his mother was up in arms of who to send it to because his brother was a, was a doctor. And Joel already worked at the church, was already an employee at the church. He was the cameraman. He was the video director. He was just kind of like the behind-the-scenes guy. Didn't want, he was shy, didn't want to talk very many people, and he just didn't want to... He really wasn't a people person. He was just kind of like in the background. He didn't even own a suit, for one. God, everything that man has today is because he because God provided for it. People want to complain. Well, I, that look at that mansion he's got. What about the poor? You don't know what Lakewood Church does for the poor, for one. One, they have a home. They have they 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 have they have homeless outreaches throughout that city. Their old church. Is is basically their old church building has been basically transformed into a giant food bank that they distribute food. Out. They go in trucks and they deliver food to families, door to door delivering food to families in in the poor neighbor in the poor part of the neighborhood. 
they pour out, they do several, several billions, I mean billions of dollars in world missions. They, they, they sent, they have a lot, they have like over, I heard, I heard there's like over 50 missionary evangelists that are out of, out of Lakewood Church alone. That's a lot. A lot of churches, like your average church only has like one or two house missionaries. One or two, you're, if you're lucky, one or two. And he's got like 50. And he contributes to that. And then the offerings that come in go to go to the keeping the, the upkeep of the Lakewood church the church building up and the rest goes on to the missionaries. A lot of majority of that what's brought in through that minute through that church goes to missionaries and goes to feed hurting people. Quote I mean hungry people over over in different countries. Even in this country. I mean people want to run to the church for help, for assistance, but yet the church is not supposed to take in any money. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you got, but the very ones that are saying it, or that are speaking against prosperity, like these top denominations, they they preach against this prosperity, but yet they're, the heads of their denominations are living in multi-million dollar stone mansions. I mean, for instance, the International Lutheran Synod, for once, for one, the head, of, the president of that den denomination receives a payroll of over, I think it was $13.5 million a year and lives in a mansion in Bel Air, California. I mean, the head of the Southern Baptist Convention has six different mansions all over the world and has a helicopter that he flies daily to, to his office and with, a lim and with a limousine, with a chauffeur-driven limousine. So don't give me that crap. That, I mean, that, that the churches don't, the church don't belong having money. And they're very ones that saying that people, that, that there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. They're the ones that are living high on the hog themselves. They want all the money to go to their pocket and not to anybody else. I mean, seriously. Then you get two jokers out there. I'm not going to say their names because I don't want lawsuits. But you get two jokers out there preaching this anti-prosperity conferences. That prosperity is wrong and against the prosperity message, and they're living in mansions themselves, making multi-million-dollar salaries. Taking in a in, in for their in for their conference, you have to pay like three hundred something dollars, and if you get paid, if you show, if you register late and come on that day, the day of the conference, they charge in six hundred something dollars a head to get in. I mean, a bunch of hypocrites. So don't give me this crap. I mean, I'm not buying it, for one. I mean, God gave us the, the ability to gain wealth. God gave us the ability to gain wealth. God wants us to be wealthy. He does not want us struggling. Being in poverty, one, causes health problems, causes death. Number one, cause for suicide, depression. People in the Great Depression, go ask them if, if, if poverty is a good thing. I'll drop you right over. I'll get. I'll. I know Pastor. I mean Pastor Jack Harris. Jack Harris, my my one of my my spiritual father, my father in the Lord, my father in the Lord. I'll get you to. I'll. I will personally pay for you to go on a trip with him. If you think poverty is such a great thing, I will pay for you to go over them and and go with him over to a third world nation right now. I will get that bird in the air. And I will send both send you to be with him and go into that third world nation. And I want you to tell me then I, and come back and then tell me that pos, prosperity is an evil thing. That poverty is so good. You go tell me that. Then you, then you can come tell me that. Until then, you keep your mouth closed. I mean, I'm so sick of hearing these people talk about. Well, that's just not the gospel to gain all that money and, 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 and this and that. Oh, come off of it. I mean, they, they, it's because a bunch of 
preachers are on their period against prosperity preachers. They got wet underwear. I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go any further than that because I don't want to get myself in trouble. Because my pastors do watch this, and my pastor will call me out on it. I, what I really want to say, but I, I'd rather not say it. I mean, who preaches that, that it's okay to be po that live in poverty? Oh, it's just God. God's okay with you being middle class. Really? Middle class people are struggling right now. People, Middle class people struggle. God does not want us living hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck. That's not what he created us for. I mean, people, well, you know Jesus was poor. No, he was not. He was never poor. One he was given, he was given for when he was the when he was born the kings, not the wise men, not the three wise men, kings, kings, world kings, came to his came to it and bow to him, and lay everything lay every lay their riches down to them to him. They they laid their riches down to him, and he was able to sustain Jesus throughout his life. Well, you know he had to have a job. He was a carpenter. He was the son of a carpenter. Yeah, he did carpentry work with, with with Joseph and helped Joseph do carpentry work. That was, he, he, I mean, even if that, if he was a carpenter, okay, okay, let's let's play that game. What general contractor do you ever see living in a trailer, living a living in a old beat up back of a beat up Ford pickup truck with a camper shell on it? It don't happen. Most of your all your general contractors are living in nice, beautiful homes. Jesus wasn't homeless. Jesus wasn't homeless. Neither was God homeless. God is homeless. I've seen something on TV today about God is homeless. And remember, God God is homeless Himself, and that Jesus was that Jesus is lived a poor life. I mean, He did not live a poor life. One, one. Okay, okay. Let's play that card. One, put that in the comment section in your notes. Jesus was never a poor man. God does not know poverty. Poverty he does not know. He does not know poverty. Jesus was very, very wealthy. He lived in abundance. Because he's an abundant God. He's all God. He was the fullness of God. He's not just the Son of God. He's the fullness of God. So is the Holy Spirit. So is God. And I'm going to keep on what I'm getting at here. Miracle, prosperity is a miracle. It's it's from heaven. I mean, you 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 hear these people mock, bashing. Well, it ain't right. Oh, but it's okay for Jeffrey Epstein, a, a Epstein, a pedophile, flying around in the Lolita Express with billions of dollars, flying crooked politicians and actors and actresses, flying around to have sex with young girls. That's okay, right? That's okay if, if a drug addict has it. I mean, at one time I was in on a plane. I was sitting in first class. They they let me sit in first class. They just they said, okay, we got first class open. Would you like to come up and and, and enjoy for a first class seat? I said sure. I sat down there and and when I minute minute I sat down, I was on my way to Florida at the time. I sat down in the in the seat, and he says, the guy goes, "So what do you do for a living?" I said, "I'm a preacher," and he, he about choked on his whiskey. I'm thinking, what? What am I supposed to be? A, in order to sit here, I'm supposed to be a middle-aged drunk person. I'm supposed to be on a middle. I'm supposed to be some guy snorting cocaine and running porn sites. Am I supposed to be that, or I mean, what's what's wrong with a man of God being able to? It's okay for for a, for a raw sinner to have it. People act like these jets or that having a jet and having an airplane or having a mansion is only for drug addicts, porn stars, perverts, um, crooked politicians. It's only made for made for them. So what do you think they were made for then? Explain that one to me. It, it's not, it's, there was never, God, it, it's not a sin for a minister to live wealthy. 
It's not a sin for a minister to have wealth. It's not a sin for anybody to have wealth. The Bible says it's the love of money. It's how you use money. When money goes to your head and, and it takes over you, and then you and, and it runs God and runs Jesus out of your heart, that's when it becomes 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 evil. Oh well, money is the root of all evil. No, money is not the root of all evil. Money is an instrument. It can be a it could be used properly or it could be abused. When you abuse money, then it becomes the love, the root of all evil. It's the, it's only then it's only it, that it only becomes the root of all evil when it's in the wrong hands. It's how you have you. It's how you use it and how you manage it. It's called self control for one. It's something this country this country has no idea about. You say self control to anybody nowadays. I mean, it's like you, it's like you pretty much throwing a toaster in their bath water. God gave us the ability to get wealth. God gave us the ability to be be. Be full of prosperity and, and live good and not have to worry about our bills. Wouldn't it be good to be debt free and, and just and pay your bills and not and not have to worry about it breaking the bank and you can just pay your bills? There's, I mean, and pay your bills like in advance in a year. And I, I pray that God starts to, to pours out a blessing so big that people can pay their. Bills ten years in advance and not have to worry about another single dime coming in, because they're so living so good and living so much in abundance. That's what God created us to how He created us to live. I mean, for one, what the, what in Revelations they say was it's awarded people are going to be awarded to be awarded with for their deeds on earth. They're going to be Lord. They're going to be awarded in what silver and gold. Silver and gold. Don't give me this crap that God is a poor man. I mean, if if religious people had it their way, Jesus would be living in in heaven in a broke in a half run down double wide trailer with holes in the ceiling, floors in the holes in the floor, all the windows boarded up and busted out, and driving a beat up Chevy pickup with the windows busted out of it, with four bald tires. Only running on half its cylinders. I mean, seriously. Oh, it has to be. A, it better be a stick shift too. Bless God. Give me a break. I mean, save it for somebody. Save it for yourself. I mean, this this deal uh, that there that there is no prosperity. These anti-prosperity preachers. I mean, people that don't like healing. People that don't believe in healing miracles. People. What do you think Jesus died for then? What do you think Jesus died for then? I mean, how stupid can people be? People are stupid when it comes to this stuff. I mean, God created God. Jesus, one of the things that Jesus died for on the cross is so that we could have wealth. We could live in abundance. He took on our poverty. He became poor so that we could become rich. Jesus, anything you you ask in my name, I shall call it down from heaven. I shall back it in heaven. In Jesus' name, I have wealth. In Jesus' name, I live in abundance. Quit sitting there talking this poor crap over yourself. I mean, people act like... I mean... I mean, act like act like what, what, what are we supposed to do? All live in tents, live in cardboard boxes. I mean, pay, people do a bit. There, there was some people that approached me about Pastor Rick Shelton. He had a nice home. He had a nice home built for his family. He provided for his family. People were coming at me, telling me, "Well, you know, he paid cash for that house, and you know, he did this, and he did that." I mean, the man has four kids. What are they supposed to do? Live in a Motel 6? Live under a bridge? He had four sons to raise. What do you think he's supposed to do? Live in a bridge? Live under a bridge? No, he built a nice little, had a nice little home built. And, and he probably, he, he, which I know he had a mortgage on. And he never paid cash for it. That's all a big lie. 
even if he did pay cash for it. I mean, I told the per one person that said he paid cash for it. He goes, you know that pastor, he bought, he paid cash for his house. I'm thinking, I told him, I said, I said, yeah, matter of fact, yes, he did pay cash for that house because I gave him the cash to, to buy it. Oh, did I, go? Oh, did he, did this person manifest? I mean, so what if a preacher has a nice house? Drug addicts have one. And he can't. He's serving the Lord. He's getting people set free from their addictions. That guy over there is aiding it. Oh, but he, he can have it. He can he can have anything he wants. But a person from the Lord has to be has to suffer and do without. I mean, get, give me a break. Make some sense, why don't you? I mean, it just it just it literally makes me mad when I hear this crap coming out of preachers' mouths. I mean, there was there was a time when they were harassing ministers. They, about seven top ministers were being harassed by the FBI because some senator, some some Southern Baptist senator, went on a, went on a tirade and was requesting to see their their tax their 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 tax ID information and all their their bookings and everything. And Kenneth Copeland shut it down. He said, "You take that out of my cold dead hands." You will take it out of my cold, dead hands. Because I don't get to show you nothing. Because I'm under, it's, there's something called separation of church and state. And the church it cannot be dictated by the state. And he, and it, and they, and, and it was like instantly, they just went away. People don't understand that, that, speaking of Kenneth Copeland. I want to talk to you about Brother Copeland. That song, everybody ever know that song? I know my God has made a way for me. I know my God has made a way for me. At the beginning of his broadcast, he wrote that back in the 50s when him and his wife had nothing. Him and his wife had nothing. They had zilch, they had nada. But they were sing, singing that song in their days of when they had nothing because they knew that, their, their, that, they, that they were wealthy in heaven. They had power. They had prosperity coming. They spoke their prosperity. They sang their prosperity into existence. Everywhere they they go, they still to this day they sing that song. It's not just a theme song to their broadcast. It's their way of life. Prosperity has become your way of life. And stop making something got in a lot of that goes for a lot of Christians too. Stop making Jesus your theme song. Make them your way of life. And there's people out here to listen to me right now. You, you mean you you gotta understand that when when God wants to pour God wants to do so much more. He died. He sent His Son to die. He, people think that, that, that from what traditional Christianity through religion has taught that, that Jesus died and that's it. There's no more. He just died and then after that it's just you get saved and that's it. It, there's much more than that. It was much more that went on beyond the cross, and there, there's going to come even after the Pen day of Pentecost. After the, after right now, there's much more to God coming. Look at this. Go read up in the Book of Revelation what the city of God's made of. And you want to throw a fit over Joel Osteen's mansion? Huh. You're a joke. I mean, seriously. Lay off the drugs. I mean, you think that we're supposed to live in poverty? If you seriously think that we're supposed to live in poverty, there's something wrong with you. You're whacked out on the wrong weed. You're stoked, you're, you're, you're tripping off the wrong stuff. I mean, I pray that God blesses Joel Osteen with a, hot, with a mansion ten times bigger than the one he's got, and I pray that... God blesses one with ten, a, a million times elaborate. I pray, I pray a brand new. Right now, I speak a brand new sports car, supercar in his possession. I play, I play, I pray for every preacher out there that God blesses them with a mansion and a supercar. 
because I'm not going to sit there and wish poverty on somebody when I'm, when I'm expecting a miracle of provision. One, Jesus was born. Like I want to go back to saying, there was three kings that came to bow down to him. What were they? There was not just three kings. There was more than that. There was wise, the wise men, the kings, whatever you want to call them. What were they bringing to him? One, gold. Gold was to sustain him through his life. Frankincense and myrrh. That was for burial. They gave it to him so he can be to his death, his life, death, burial, resurrection. So God can provide for him. So, so, so God can not provide for him. So God, so he can, so he can live. He is a king. What king do you see living in a trailer court? There's a king, the king, I, I got to meet a king before, years ago, of an African nation over in Africa. I met the king of Zurumbi. I met him one time. I mean, you knew when he walked in there, because you could tell that he how he was dressed. He was his he had a gold ring on. I mean that that sucker was like that. It was like huge. He had rings on. Had jewelry on. His wife was all all decked out. You knew that they were a king because they they lived in what prosperity. I guarantee you they weren't living in some grass hut no in the jungle. They were living in a mansion, not even a mansion, a castle. They were living in something elaborate. I mean, a palace. Lit. Jesus, if Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, what do you think that He He wants for us? And if we are joint heirs in Christ. What do you think He wants for us? He wants us to live prosperous. He wants to live us to live like He does. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. But your will be done on thy will be done on earth as it is in what heaven. If he wants you to live, if it's his will, to, if it's if it's being done on heaven, done in heaven, he wants it to be done on earth as well. Bottom line, that's how he wants it done. He wants to provide. He wants to do everything. He wants to provide the the things that aren't even there. You want your wealth. You want everything to come in? You want your, the, the, the ravens to feed you? And the dry brook to quench your thirst? Call it down from heaven. Call it down. Oh, you're just one of those blab it and grab it preachers. You bet your rear end I am. You bet your rear end I am. I am a blab it and grab it preacher. I'm a prosperity preacher. Oh, you're another Joe Osteener. Yes, I am. Ignorant bastards. I mean, they're, they're ignorance. I'm, I'm tickled by their ignorance and I'm frustrated at their, their stubbornness. How can you, I mean, how can you expect a, chur a church to, or a ministry to help you? With your bills and with your with, with with finances, when you're strapped, when you expect, when you when you think that ministries have to be poor, they have to be broke. Please, I know I I know I say that I know I don't we don't know there's none of us give here at the church, but can you please all help us all out with our electric bill? But you don't get nobody's given anything. There's nothing here. There's no there's no money here. Oh, hello. You believe that we should be poor, so now you're now you're without electric. We're without electric, and you're without electric. So in that in that in that just brilliant. I mean, it's just got to change in the church. We've got to change our minds. Poverty is no good. Poverty is evil. It comes to destroy marriages. It comes to just to ruin our health. Pot the the. Like I said, the Great Depression in the 20s. 
people were jumping out of windows because they didn't have money. They didn't have food. They couldn't buy food. They were going hungry, so they jumped out of windows and killed themselves. People were shooting themselves. People were, I mean, it was, it was horrible. The suicide rate was through the roof. I mean, that, that, that was a sample of socialism, basically. An example of socialism. It's not that... You think that you think that you got it so bad with Trump? Wait till you get under Bernie Sanders or or, or Joe Biden or one of these buttheads that want to bring in socialism and do away with all our rights. That's all I'm gonna say about that right now. But Donald President Donald Trump lives in abundance. He can make he makes money off of it, spending his money. He's got so much of it. Anything he spends, he makes it ten times over by with the tax returns. Well, I yes, if you've ever seen his tax returns, well, it's not your business for one. And if you if it really bothers you that much, he the man has lost over two billion dollars while being president. He cannot earn a an a, an income off of himself or off of his businesses or anything right now. He cannot earn anything from his own business, private businesses. Or off his golf courses or anything. It's going into a trust fund. It's going into his kid to his kids right now. He had to sign everything over. He had to, I mean, his own transportation. He can't even. You can't even drive. He can't even drive his own car. He can't even fly in his own helicopter. Which his car and his helicopter are more arm or more or well better armored than what he's using now. So, I mean, people that want to hate on Trump are, are, are idiots for one. The man's done more good than he has harm, and yet he's, and he's a horrible person. It's because they listen to that stupid CNN and all these media outlets. I mean, he's used biblical principles all of his life. It's because the man follows the Bible. He's followed the, the word of God all his life. It's not that he's been a, a pastor. Or an evangelist, he's not lived. He's been a playboy, yeah. But that doesn't mean he, we didn't hire him to be a pastor for one. People need to get that through their head. We didn't hire Donald Trump to be a pastor. We we hired him to, to take control of a, a reckless, a train wrecked country. I mean, the man's been wealthy. He's because he's man. The man's busted his rear end. He's only sleeps four hours a day. Four hours a day and he's up. He goes to bed at two and he's he's up at he's up at six in the morning. Or sometimes he'll go to bed at midnight and he'll get up at four. He just gets up and he's and he's up and he's working every day. Day in and day out. He's making phone calls. He's on he's on this, he's on that, going to rallies, he's doing something, signing stuff, getting on Capitol Hill, making speeches and keeping people going, making sure everything's going economically. I mean, lazy people are not prosperity people. One, one, it's because you're convicted of your own laziness that you hate the man. The man busts his butt. Secondly, there's a there's a crooked mob cabal that's trying to take him out and trying to bring accusations up against him, and that's another reason why people because people are so brainwashed with all this liberal left crap. Anyway, miracle a provision of a miracle a provision is a miracle. Provision is a miracle. We had a miracle of provision when we bought our car. Our car was only worth the car we had before this one was was only worth sixteen hundred dollars. They wound up giving us five grand for it, paying off the loan we had on it on the old one, paying off the loan we had on the the car we had before. Paying that loan off and putting us in a new loan at a lower interest rate. With our payments under $300. That's a miracle of provision. God, God totally delivered. We've had our, we had to have, we got a free month of electric. And, 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 so, and like 35% off of this month's electric. 
I mean, we've had we've God showing Himself to be true. This miracle of provision is true. This is this stuff is works. You just got to be willing and obedient to God. God wants our obedience, and God wants us to be be a cheerful giver, not be a boring, hateful giver. Amen. Y'all getting something out of this? Because I sure am. Well, I'm going to get going here. I'm going to close this up. This broadcast, I want to give an invitation for those. I'm going to close the broadcast with an invitation for those of you that have never gotten saved or never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know that God's tugging at your heart. I want to go ahead and have you say this prayer with me. If I say this with everything in you. Say, Dear Father God, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus, to, begin, be, to be born again of, in the Spirit and to be forgiven of my sins. Dear Father God, I lay everything on the cross, at the cross. I thank you for sending Jesus to die in the cross for me. I thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood so that I could be forgiven. That your, your blood was the remission of sins, that it be washed away. As far as the east is to the west. Take out the stony heart, put it in a heart of flesh. Holy Spirit, resurrect on the inside of me. Baptize me. Transform my life and let me never be the same again. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Anyway, I want to go ahead and get off of here. I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. Um, this is a production of Revival Now International Media Ministries. For more information on our ministry, please contact me at revivalist jfs3 at gmail.com or call the text at at 636-368-6490 don't forget you can use those for prayer don't forget always don't be afraid to email me or text me for prayer god bless you all love you